This is episode number 221, Dealing with Uncertainty. Welcome to the Sonia Looney Show. This is a podcast about how to live a high-performance life, spanning the categories of mindset, plant-based nutrition, and inspiring stories to help you be better every day. And friends, this week's podcast has been a real challenge. I've attempted it a couple of times, and it was originally supposed to be one of our Parenthood series podcasts, but it just felt so weird to record something talking about babies with the state of the entire country right now and the uncertainty and stress with the election. And I'm certainly not a political pundit, but this podcast is about mindset and mental health. And I'm hoping that I can give you a few different tools to help you navigate now and in the near future. I also think that some of the things I'm going to talk about are going to be useful in any time of uncertainty, not just during this election period. And I think something that a lot of people are doing right now are consuming too much media. And that's my opinion. But it seems like by looking at my own habits that I tend to gravitate towards trying to hit the refresh button to see what the next result is, just so that I can feel like I have some sense of control. And this was also something that I've felt myself doing during pregnancy, just reading the same information over and over, trying to find something different. And whenever we feel uncertain about something and feel anxious about something, it's hard to just sit with that discomfort. And in order to try to pour water on the fire, we try to search for ways to control something that maybe we have no control over. And the thing about the election is that we've already done everything that we can do to affect the outcome. There's nothing that you can do now except for wait. And waiting is hard. Tom Petty says the waiting is the hardest part. Another thing I'll say is this election has been a really good reminder that one person does make a difference. And, you know, there was a lot of people saying, vote, make sure you vote. And I agree 100%. I put in my vote in September as an out-of-country absentee ballot. And I think before this, a lot of people thought with elections that, well, just one person doesn't matter. There's millions and millions of people. My vote doesn't matter. And we're seeing that it actually does matter. And this can be applied to lots of other areas in life. Like you think that just one person, you know, here's an example, eating less meat. If you're going to just eat a little bit less meat, oh, that's not going to make a difference. Well, it does. And every single person's effort and all the things in our lives, whatever you believe, regardless of what your political or religious or spiritual or any of these beliefs are, that one action that you take can have a ripple effect. That one action you take can make a huge difference. So that's an empowering place. But the one vote, the one decision that you make also affects everybody as a whole. So we are individuals, but we also are one as a whole. And I think it's a really great reminder that we can look at just even numbers going up or down in an election in one state and see that one person does matter. We've talked a lot about meditation and mindfulness practice with various amazing instructors and experts in this area on the podcast. And one of the key takeaways of why you should have a meditation practice is that meditation increases your capacity to endure discomfort. Because whenever you're sitting and you're watching your thoughts go by, there can be things that come up that are uncomfortable. And the goal isn't to make things go away, it's to accept them. So my question right now is how can you accept the present moment as it is right now? And the way to do that is by looking inward or outward at things that are happening right now, like 
an example is right now I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at the veins on a leaf on a tree. And that is my reality right now. That's something that is happening in the present moment. And whenever there's uncertainty and discomfort, we start looking to the future. We start looking to the past. We start looking at statistics. We start ruminating and strategizing and trying to see what everybody else is saying. But that's not actually going to help. That's not going to change any outcome. So coming back to the present moment, whatever that may be, is a great form of self-care and learning how to just sit with it. That said, you don't have to like it. Discomfort and uncertainty and this churning feeling is not a comfortable feeling, but it also makes us more resilient and strong. I'm going to read a quote that I wrote down from a podcast I listened to. The 10% Happier podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. And this podcast in particular was actually about uncertainty and about anger and about all these different categories of emotion by Lama Rod Owens. And his website's LamaRod.com. And I'm actually hoping to invite him on the podcast, but I need to read his book and do a bit more research before I reach out. I just found out about him this week. But here is a quote that I wrote down, and it's not verbatim because it was through the audio and I was just furiously typing. But he's referencing a meditation practice. And again, meditation... And mindfulness doesn't only have to be sitting on a cushion or sitting in your seat. It could be on a bike ride. It could be on a run. It's just paying attention to the present moment and making sure that you keep coming back to whatever your focus is. So it might be the sound of the tires on the dirt. It might be the sound of your breath. It might be the feeling of your feet running or walking on the ground. And it's just coming back to that anchor whenever your mind wanders off. So here is what Lama Rod said. He said, I trust myself to meet whatever arises. It's not about getting lost in anxiety about the future, but coming back in the moment and holding space for whatever arises in this moment. I know what's happening right now. I know what is happening with my breath, body, mind, and holding space for me means I recognize and notice everything arising in my experience and I don't react to it. I let it rise and be there. I get this profound space of experiencing. That experience opens the door to space within my mind. I don't feel swallowed up by the contents of my mind. I feel an incredible capacity to make choices and to turn my attention to experiences in my mind that are restorative. Instead of fixating on anxiety with a spaciousness can turn my attention to gratitude, which is what I've been practicing. And practicing is the key word here, folks. It does take practice. It's not ever going to be at a perfect place. It's just a practice. And creating any bit of spaciousness can help with that feeling of discomfort and uncertainty. Something I did on my bike ride the other day is I just stopped and stared at the sky and that helped bring me back to right now and help create spaciousness in my life. I alluded to focusing on the things that you can control earlier and some of the things that we are doing, some of the actions we take are trying to find ways to control something that you can't control. So when you are, quote, controlling the controllables, make sure that those things you're trying to control are actually within your control instead of just feeding the fire of rumination. Taking self-care in the form of self-restoration is also something that is is very helpful during a time like this. And I, I got this idea as well from Lama Rod. I never heard of self-care talked about this way. He said that self-care, people often take self-care as two things, self-indulgence or self-restoration. And Lama Rod said that people look at self-indulgence as like, you know, drinking an entire bottle of alcohol or doing drugs and a way to numb out and tune out. And while that might give you some relief in the moment, 
long term, that's not actually helping you with your self-care because whenever you come out of that, you're not going to be in a better state than you were previously. So he talked about self-restoration and self-restoration is sleep. It's eating healthy. It's spending time with people that you care about and that you trust where you can have candid conversations about how you're feeling. It's maybe petting your dog or going for a walk or just tuning inward, sitting down and and being quiet. It can be laying on the ground. It can be hugging a tree. It could be lots of different things. It's very individual, I think, but those are just a few ideas. And I just thought that was a really interesting way to view self-care. Maybe instead of having an extra glass of wine, maybe you have a green juice instead. Another thing is, you know, we've talked about positive psychology a ton on this podcast. We've talked about gratitude practices and In conjunction with gratitude practices, instead of just writing down what you're thankful for or have gratitude for, write why you have gratitude for that thing. And then you'll start seeing patterns in your life for categories that you're thankful for. And that helps you start scanning the world for positive things. And as I just mentioned, you know, there are a lot of positive things with this election. And I don't know which direction it's going to go. There's no results yet. But being able to look for the positive things, people coming together, and this doesn't mean ignoring all the hard things that are happening out there. Optimism isn't about putting your head in the sand like an ostrich. It's not about ignoring the hard feelings, but it's also just saying, hey, like there, there is light out there still, even whenever it feels so dark. And last, practicing some self-compassion this week can be helpful. It's really hard whenever there is uncertainty and discomfort in your life, and maybe you're just emotionally drained. It's hard to show up as our best. Like you might feel tired during your workouts. You might be less productive at work. Maybe your house is a mess because you're just really struggling to find the energy. And like I said, I've had to record this podcast multiple times. I couldn't even remember how I record my intro. It was the weirdest thing. I've recorded this podcast 221 times, 221 intros. And I had a blank moment of like, oh, how do I say that again? So giving yourself a break, saying it's okay, it's normal to be feeling tired or drained, or maybe you feel great right now, and that's cool too, but it's okay to give yourself a break. And the last thing I want to say is making sure that we are looking for humanity in everybody, even the people we disagree with. We don't have to agree with people around us, and it's nice to agree with people around you, I guess, but... Even if you don't agree with people around you, they're still human beings. And I posted something the other day. It was something about like after this election, your neighbor will still be your neighbor regardless of who they voted for and regardless of who becomes president. And someone pointed their finger at me and told me that that was a privileged comment. And I actually don't agree with that. I think that being able to try to have conversations with people, and it doesn't even have to be about politics, but just seeing the, the general humanity in people is a big part of what it means to be compassionate, regardless of what your economic status is, regardless of what your skin color is. And it can be really hard to have conversations with people if you don't try to see their humanity. And that is a big part of nonviolent communication. And if you're interested in nonviolent communication and with a mindfulness you know, lens on it, check out the podcast I recorded a couple weeks ago with Orin J. Sofer and his book, Say What You Mean. And it's about empathy. And conflict isn't about necessarily just trying to come to an agreement so that you both believe the same thing. It's about trying to understand the other person. And even if you try to understand the other person, that doesn't mean that you have to be friends. 
All right. I hope that that was helpful for you. Again, I mentioned today was supposed to be a parenthood series podcast and Matt and I made our best attempt at it last night, but I just didn't feel good about what we recorded and I didn't feel good about publishing that during this week and this time. It just didn't feel right to me. So we will be picking back up with the parenthood series and I just really wanted to re-record this and try to give any help that I can with the tools that I have during this uncertain and difficult time for many, many people. And I'm thinking about you guys. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're enjoying the show. And feel free to subscribe to my newsletter because I, I put out a blog post in the newsletter. And that's the only place you can get it every single week with thoughts like this. And it's sonyalooney.com slash newsletter. There are thousands of people subscribed and I'm really thankful for, and grateful to all of you. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'm with you on this journey of personal growth, adventure, and our mission to be better every day. 